You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 170 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Star Wars celebration this week, guys. Hello. It's our last. This is is it. The last podcast where we don't know anything at all about episode 9. Here we are entering a bit of a turning point, guys. I'm I'm super excited. The dam's going to break this week. We get to get our space snorkels out and drown in all the goodness. How you guys doing? Doing awesome, man. It's a great weekend. Excited, excited. This week it turned on me. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm not going to celebration. And then this week something happened and I'm like, I want to go to celebration. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Wah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's it. That's where I am now. And uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, just get that title and, and uh, the first first trailer and then how people are going to break it down and then we have to laugh at stupid people. It's fun. It's, it's, a, it's a really fun time. Yeah, we're. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna count myself among those that group of stupid people. I'm gonna say all kinds of crazy stuff next week, man. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Fair enough. We're all morons here. It's all good. <laughs> Absolute morons. Absolutely. Anyway, big show. Um, we got we got no real no real news to talk about, but the the amazing powerful friends have given us a bunch to talk about. Uh, but before we get to that. I figured there's no better way to kick off a Star Wars podcast during the week of Star Wars Celebration than by asking you guys if you got your tickets for Endgame. <laughs> How did I you didn't get them yet. Uh, Corey said he was getting the tickets for us, so... <laughs> I actually went to go see Shazam this weekend. <laughs> you and about six other people. Nobody cares. Uh, I, I, I haven't checked the box office. I'm curious. Uh, 150 domestically, something like that. Hey, 153. Oh, that's yeah. huge. Yep. No, yeah, it was a, fun. It was a fun, cohesive for DC film. <laughs> I'll leave really? that caveat off. Just get well, off. Whatever, it. Martha. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> but was it was it dingy or was it like no? It was actually. And... It was fun. It was more really... like more like Ant Man, right? Like more of like an Ant Man feel. Yeah, and like it just seemed again like more cohesive. Like it was just a film that did what it did and uh, wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was good. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to more, man. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. definitely want to check it out. I don't, I don't think I'll get to see it in theater, but I, I, oh. I, I do want to see this movie. It, every, like, I haven't seen anybody dump on it. Everybody that I've that has seen it, that has tweeted about it or Facebooked and said, has said like this movie is just so much fun. Which is what I was hoping for. I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, but I did score tickets to Endgame, which, which you know. I was nervous about it. A lot of people were the, the, the uh, paid a G note. <laughs> no, sorry, did not. <laughs> uh, we'll get to uh, spending a lot of money in just a minute, but no, I, I, you know, the websites were down, right? Like cineplex.com was, was down for, for, I think the entirety of, of the day that they went on sale. It was, it was a rough ride and a lot of people were frustrated and, and it was crazy. But the next day I, I went, I'm like, well, let's see what's left. And so I, I checked for, uh, Sunday at two o'clock is when I'm going and I'm, I'm like, is this real? Like, 
You know how you get the seating chart and all the seats that are in blue are the ones that are available? Yep. Well, everything was blue. <laughs> Every single seat was blue. And I thought, oh my God, I, I was expecting a seat here, one there, maybe you get two together. Absolutely not. It was, it was, I got to pick whatever seats I wanted. So uh, we're all set for opening Sunday. And I, I can't wait, man. Can't wait to see Endgame. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. You know, you know, one thing I thought though is is you know the last full trailer we got for Endgame, which was a lot of older clips, um, with with like older voice overwork done. I'd be pretty ticked if we get the episode nine trailer this week and it's a lot of uh, old footage from previous movies or old dialogue from from previous movies <laughs> weaved in. Like I'd be, like for for me for Endgame it was fine and it was punchy. If Star Wars did that, I think I'd be really annoyed, and I don't know why that is. Well, I think you raise a good point there because I, I would brace yourself because there's probably a good chance that they're going to want to do it for a the feels to like kind of bring the saga, like show it all, kind of like from Anakin to to this point maybe, and also like to keep things hidden. And that's one thing they did that w- which was amazing for Endgame. Yes, you can piece some things together from the film. But uh, for the most part, you still don't know very much. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right, and we're so starving at this point that it could be uh, two minutes and forty five seconds of Poe Dameron in the refresher, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we would still say, "What an amazing, amazing trailer!" It's Poe yeah. Dameron and Finn crank calling hugs. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, enough about that. Uh, Corey, anything to add to your collection this week? Uh, Non-Star Wars related. Marvel, got my comics, a few Star Wars comics. Picked up Spider-Ham, number one, Peter Porker. Like, pretty minty fresh. Like, I was pretty happy about that. The one with Captain America on the cover and the... uh... Yeah, Hulk Bunny. Yeah. Something like that. Goose Rider. Yeah, Goose Rider, yeah. (laughs) Whatever, I mean, totally... Just sold because even more so because we loved it kind of as kids. I always thought it was kind of odd. It was one of those early, early childhood memories of comics, just seeing him around and uh, also into the Spider-Verse, you know? Yeah. I Well, we, we watched that today. About an hour ago, we just we got through another viewing of Spider-Verse. And God, that movie is so good. Yeah. I like yep. it each more. Every every time I watch it, I, I like it a little bit more. Man, is it is it fabulous. Rad. Um, Rad's the word. Carlos, anything? uh, No, I didn't get anything. I didn't even get my tickets for Avengers yet. And uh, Shazam is right above Aquaman on that list of movies I'll probably never watch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so no, I didn't uh, didn't pick up anything, man. I was uh, very close to to getting some of the 20th anniversary sets, but... uh, I, I was uh, kind of a little sick this week, so oh, yeah, no. that, that, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what was going on there, but uh, I'm, you know, you need some pepper little... and turmeric, sir. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It's a couple of weeks. I ran out of those pills. There you go. There you go. Look what happened. There you go. Well, I was gonna say something very, very rude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to pick up the slack for everybody here. Uh, I had a massive collecting update. Oh, gee. Mm. Enormous. Stupid. 
uh, spent more money than I really had any right to. But, uh, you know, something, sometimes these things need to be done. Uh, <laughs> so I got most of the latest wave of the vintage collection figures. I got uh, the Scarif Trooper. I got Klaatu and Yak Face. So I'm just missing uh, Leia in the Boosh disguise, and that line will be done. And I got me the also the Vintage Collection Mimban Trooper. It's a Walmart exclusive. I got my hands on that. Uh, also, Black Series Bespin Escape Leia, which I've been hunting for for a long time. Super happy to have that. Uh, and also uh, a 1977 Leia, complete with blaster and cape. Which and it's in there. There, it's in such great shape. I've I've never owned that Leia figure in my life, and it's you know having that on my shelf with my beater vintage collection, it stands out because it's it's just with the cape and everything. It's it's so great. I'm and that that completes the uh, the original twelve figures, the vintage ones. I've I've got all of those done and done now. Again, Damn son, again, beater condition, but that's fine. Like that'll that'll be like that's like a long term project where I just get the loose figures in whatever shape and then one by one just sort of upcycle them into better condition figures and then work my way up from there that's that's a long-term thing oh and finally uh geez i'm not even done um i got some i was at a toy con this weekend where most of this stuff came from uh and i got clone wars figures you know i always try to get at least a couple figures from every line but the clone wars line with the blue package yeah oh you (laughs) with the blue card backs yeah, they're so hot. I I don't have any from that line. And I remember back Aww. in the day, I'd see them on the pegs. And I'd be like, oh, that, that was sort of in my days of like, I'm not collecting anymore, really. At least not these. And now I just want them. But I, I couldn't pass it up today. I got Cad Bane. Had to do it. Oh. Yeah, Corey, I paid 15 How much you pay for him? 15, 15 bucks. Yeah, I, I paid 12 That's a good, good price, man. And I also got Embo. Oh, I don't know if I have him. I might have him. It's gonna be a big surprise when I get to my boxes again and be like, "Yay!" Oh, it's fun, man. I might have. I still have the uh, the disaster. If you saw on the uh, well, Corey, you didn't see it, but on uh, via Patreon, I saw I sent out a, a picture of the disaster I'm in in my room now. And uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really cleaned that up at all. In fact, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. But it's so much fun when you start rooting through your old stuff and finding seeing stuff that you forgot that you had. Yeah, but that Clone Wars series is sweet, man. If you ever, I've paid some. I I actually ordered a few online at one point, and I was like, okay, forget it, because when you see them at a con, like you said, you pay like ten to fifteen bucks, which is better than paying like thirty to forty online. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. But I, I got some cool figures from that series, man. That was they were sweet. That it all started at the our local comic book shop. Our guy he busted out like a uh, a whole bunch of them. He's like, oh, my kid collected them. I have them doubles. So he puts them up, and I'm like, oh, there's this awesome Savage Press. I'm like, I got to have it. Pick it up for like nine bucks. Then I Googled it. It was like worth 80 bucks or something, that one, because it had like this special armor or whatever. And I was like, what? And I was like, that was like right about the well, beginning were, of my collecting days. They were selling like, that. I could have got that Savage as well. I chose I chose to get Embo, but it was I could have got the, the Savage for 15 Was it the same one? Because there's like three or four of them. Eh? Oh, is there? It's, this was a, a shirtless one. No, th- this is the one I have. Is like full armor. <laughs> it's it's a very attractive figure, there, Carlos. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're sweet. I want I want more of those. Yeah, there, there was lots of them. Too bad you missed that toy con today, man. You would have you'd have been in heaven. 
And it was free admission, too. Anyway, uh, that's that's it for the collecting update. And the best part is, I got all that stuff today and paid way under two hundred bucks for all of it. Nice. Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a good good weekend. I mean, more money than I should have spent, but <laughs> good bang for buck there too. A lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have found because like, like that vintage collection series, that wave has not even come to Canada yet. This vendor was just like, I got them. If you need them, come get them. And he, and Gave me a really, really good price. Nice. Yeah. yeah usually, uh, you know, you, you can get gouged in a place like that. And uh, it's good to hear that there are some good people out there. Yeah. Although like pro- some, some guys just want just to make some sales and move some stuff. Yeah. Or he got it off the back of a truck. Or that. And either case, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Uh, all right. Close this truck collecting update done for this week and I, I gotta slow it down the last six weeks or so holy smokes I've I've way overdone it with uh, you know six black series figures to the collection or the 40th anniversary guys and today's haul gotta slow it down a bit all right into the news there was really none last week but uh Corey apparently the report from last week that you gave us was was false or maybe just premature but uh Ryan Johnson seems like he's back, or at least he's he, he's at least still working on Star Wars. Yeah, he, maybe he just thinks he is. You know, like maybe they just said, you know, we'll give you some time. We'll see what you can do. Yeah. So he was at CinemaCon this past week talking about Knives Out, which which he described quote he described the film as an interlude he was taking before getting back to a franchise in a galaxy far far away. So for me, like that, uh, you know, like obviously there's still lots of time for him to be fired and rehired many times over. But I, I, I thought about this and uh, I, I thought it was convenient timing with celebration happening this week. And, and I'm taking it as sort of a, a soft confirmation that he's not going to be in Chicago. I, I don't think we would have heard this quote until after celebration. If he was going anyway, what do you guys think? Ryan's Ryan's gonna get back to work in, in Star Wars soon. Do do you think he's gonna be at Chicago? Um, I don't know. It's, I I didn't think about it in that regard, but that's a good point. Like just you know his the promotion for this film is gonna kind of take precedence. Maybe do take a step back from you know the haters, and it's not like he's gonna have any information to share uh, at this point on his project. So. But I, I like it for him, too, in the sense that it's like a palate cleanser. He gets to clear his mind a bit before really jumping uh, head heads, head on into this thing. But at this point, it kind of means to me as well that the project is starting to take shape in a big way. But at the same time, it looks to me personally, like I think we're quite a ways off from hearing absolutely anything at all about his project. Like, you know, we know that Benioff and Weiss are getting their uh, project prior to his. Plus the whole streaming service coming out. So I don't think they're going to want to like flood the market and like overwhelm anyone in the process. So no, he might they, just they fly can under the radar anytime they want. They're, 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 the plan is to completely overwhelm everybody. Like <laughs> they, they had three months to drop a title. They had uh, three months to drop um, a teaser. They're, they're, they're holding everything so that we get completely 
destroyed by the tsunami of information that's coming this week. A, s- a tsunami. Yeah, but I, I don't think any. I don't think Ryan Johnson's personally, like for me, in my opinion, I don't think that his. I think his is going to fly under the radar for quite some time before you hear anything about it. Yeah, like for him, gonna we're give, probably going to get like a confirmation of like a date or uh, not even synopsis after episode nine. I think that's uh, that's their their plan. Yeah, something yeah, like that. I once with the, with once the, the stream, I say it's once the streaming service is up and running, and people have gotten their hands on like a, you know, a, a control of it, kind of like their heads around it. Uh, once that's kind of out of the way, then they can be like, "Here's the next set of movies." Well, if, if they don't have anything planned for the, for the Benioff and Weiss guys and Ryan Johnson, if they don't if they don't plan on mentioning that at all at Celebration, and I don't think they are, I think they're focusing on what's happening in 2019. Then we still have, there's still a bunch of comic cons. Like there's still San Diego and New York. There's going to be a bunch of Disney events. They they could slip some of that news into any of those events, you know. But uh, I, I, for the foreseeable future, I think it's it's going to be quiet on that front, and we just get to focus on nine, and and the streaming service, of course. Because yeah, we, we, there was also a, a small little story that came out from from Benioff and Weiss, and so I, I thought it was interesting that. Two little stories about, well, the, those guys as well as Ryan Johnson came out in the week before Celebration. So now I'm, I'm definitely thinking that no, none of those guys are going to be at Celebration, and they're not going to tell us anything about those movies. But that's it. That's that's you know that's life. And then oh Ryan was did you guys see this? Ryan was asked about the possibility of of Abrams retconning any of the Last Jedi. I saw it. Oh, brilliant quote that he said. Like I said, man, I want to let go of all my expectations. I want to sit back. I want to be entertained. I want to be surprised. I want to be thrilled. I want him to do stuff I wasn't expecting him to do and just go along for the ride. And I thought, what a pro answer. <laughs> what a perfect, perfect answer. And it's true, too. It's not like he's just saying that because, okay, he's very rehearsed in his responses to the media and stuff, but... At the same time, as a movie maker, I think he's he's being 100% honest. And again, it being Star Wars, I think he's being honest. And again, like let, let's just say Ray's heritage in particular was kind of what the reporter was asking, right? Uh, so I think let, that's probably the big one. So let's just say that is the case, okay? Like Ray is somehow related to someone. And you're just like, like yes, the haters are probably going to be like, boom, in your face, Ryan. But at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. He set this up. Because you were so not expecting it now, you know what I mean? For sure. Like well, at this yeah. point, like p- the like, people that don't. If we know, if we know at this point, at number eight, okay, she's a Skywalker. Like now we still have something to look forward to for episode nine. I mean, granted, again, even if it doesn't happen, like whatever, but you know, there's something there. And if it does happen, then you're just like, it was worth it for to be duped. Like nothing's been definitively answered. Right, so people who want to look for a retcon will say, "Yep, they retconned it," and and you alternatively, you can just go along for the ride and say, "No, nothing was answered." So, you know, we just we just rolled with it. That's it. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's about that. So <laughs> exciting news this week, guys! <laughs> that's really oh, yeah. the news section. <laughs> 
So uh, let's then, if we're going to jump into our, our questions now, let me do our Patreon plug and just just take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, the powerful friends. If you're listening to this on our main feed, you can get this podcast much earlier by becoming a powerful friend from just two bucks a month. You get it ad free. You get it early. You get a bunch of other podcasts. You get to take part in our podcasts uh, and and giveaways as well. We we do all kinds of stuff. So if you enjoy what we do, if you've got some money in your couch cushions, you wanted to support us, we'd be super appreciative. We'd love to make you a part of the Powerful Friends family. So go check it out at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. And as we like to say, become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. All right, so this week, we're going to kick it off with the Knight of the Commonwealth question of the month. And this week, Bradley W. Hall was on deck, and he had a doozy of a question. That, and we're like last week when, when Kigo gave us his question, we put ourselves through the paces, we put ourselves through the grinder and dug deep for some answers. We are going to do the same this week. So let's let's get into the question. Bradley writes, Commonwealth Community. Here is this month's Commonwealth Question of the Month. What is your favorite era, dual, scene, soundtrack, other than Force Theme, Main Theme, and Imperial March? Uh, Star Wars podcast outside of the Star Wars Commonwealth community? Uh, Star Wars collectible or memorabilia? Line in Star Wars? Imperial installation? Movie that mentions Star Wars? Uh, character other than Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Obi-Wan, Vader? Wardrobe or outfit, Easter egg in Star Wars, blooper or gaff, creature, rebel base, Star Wars topic you like discussing, movie, all theatrical releases, behind the scenes footage. Choose at least five from the list above to answer. Try to choose questions you have never answered on your show. If you'd like to answer all, that would be awesome. Below is a bonus question that I would like all to answer. Only one answer per question, Corey. You can only choose one. So the bonus question is, if you were an Imperial employee, what job would you like to do and where would you like to be stationed? Thanks, guys. Hope everyone has fun answering their chosen questions. Look forward to hearing everyone's answers. May the Force be with you always. From Bradley Hall. Bradley, thank you, my friend. Good to hear from you again. And uh, guys, what we're going to do is we're not going to answer five questions. We're going to do them all. Oh, snap! <laughs> yeah! So let's do We're going to do this fairly quickly. We're going to try and keep this pretty tight. Uh, so let's just get right into it here. Question number one. I'll, I'll, st- I'll start with you, Carlos. What is your favorite era? My favorite era is the prequel era uh, from episode one. Uh, the opulence and the sleekness. It's visually pleasing. Um, it's uh, what I would imagine the height of Rome to be before the fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, so episode one era. Awesome. Awesome. Corey, what's, what is your era? Yeah, I mean, I'm going with uh, everybody's favorite sandbox there, the OT. I just love it because it encompasses so much. It's where we're most familiar. Uh, it's where Star Wars, you get so many viewpoints from. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's where I'm going to be, man. Are you okay? Uh, I'm OT as well, but man, the lines are blurrier now than ever. Actually, yeah. somebody, somebody had just posted a, a poll out there on Twitter and said, what's your favorite era? And prequel and OT, it's, it's got like 700 votes, so it's a good sample size. OT and prequels are sharing like 95% of the vote, and it's pretty evenly split. Almost, yeah, well, that's the thing. Almost like, down the, the middle. 
the sequel trilogy, like, and notice how none of us really mentioned it, right? Like, I, I get what Car- Carlos was saying, the opulence, and I got that here too. It's super beautiful and all that, but I don't know. There's something about the way the OT was created, limited due to technology of the time, that's kind of influenced films today because of that. And also, like, the sequel trilogy, we don't really have too much knowledge of the galaxy's viewpoint and. Well, it's, it's, no, we really haven't it's traveled like an, uh, too much. It's almost much. like an unfair question to ask because we, we've only got two out of three questions or two out of three installments of that trilogy done. And the, the True, biggest like, is yet to come. So it's like, you know, uh, the, that, that era is at a, at a disadvantage to start with. Anyway, let's, we, can't, we can't dwell on any question for too long here. Let's plow ahead. Uh, Carlos, your favorite duel. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Duel of the Fates. Uh, but after much consideration, I went with uh the final duel at Death Star Two, uh Vader and Luke, uh because of the score. Awesome! It j- just pushed it over the top for me. Good answer, Corey. Yeah, same thing. Like uh, Duel of the Fates, got to give a little props, but I think I want to go with uh the final battle between Luke and Kylo. You know, the, the non-dual duel. Yeah, that doesn't qualify, but I see what you're trying to do. It's okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, if not that, then... Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Corey. I, I just love that that, that moment. It's, it's a mental duel. It's not a, a lightsaber duel, but it is a duel. It's a one-on-one, but it's a, it's a mental duel. So I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's Luke totally clowning Kylo. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's up there for me, for sure. That confrontation is, is, a, is a real good one. But also, come on, we'll say I'll say throne room and TLJ as well, just to get it into the mix. Yeah, it's a battle, it's a fight, but it's not really a duel. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. We've done this already, Cora. We've, we've, we've done the we've done the legwork behind this. <laughs> <laughs> I am going with uh, Luke versus Vader on Bespin, hands down. It's not even close for me, really. Like it. you know what I like about it? It takes place in three places. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it takes place in three distinct stages, and yeah. each bring a different look, and it, it's, it tells a story in itself. There's a scene, like the scene where Luke, it's right before he gets sucked out of that window, yeah. and it, he takes that defensive posture, and the look on his face simultaneously says, I'm going to kick your ass, but also says, oh shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Like he knows he's over his head, but he's gonna go. He is gonna give Vader everything he's got, and I there, love it so much. There's a shudder of realization of I may be over my head. Yeah, he's like then Vader's in his head, in his own head, saying like, "I'm gonna throw some boxes at you." Here's some boxes, <laughs> boxes. <laughs> Here's a lead pipe, son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite scene, Carlos. Okay, so I'm going to loophole this. I'm going to have two scenes. So uh, my fir- my short scene is uh, Vader Hallway. Uh, and long scene uh, would be the uh, the rebel attack on Scarif. Yeah, that's no, that's yeah, it's true. I didn't think of it as like long and short. I like that. No, though. because you, because like you can really break it down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so long no, and short. Valid, valid. And they're they're both from Rogue One. There's a theme happening. I yeah, I can't I can't see that theme. <laughs> Corey, favorite scene. Uh, I got a few here. There's so <laughs> many, man. What's your favorite though? Hence the question. You know what? At this point, 
it's one of those fluid things. This list is never going to be like solid. So I'm going to go with Luke meditating. Nice. Yeah. Like that. Oh, so good. When you see it, you're just like, finally like, yes, that just for men thing makes sense. Now you're like, I knew something was up. Like this crazy. (laughs) And just the meditation thing too. You're just like, Ooh, man. You know, like just the significance of it all. I heard a, 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 or I saw a video on YouTube, but it was, there was no actual video. It was just sounds. So it was, it was recording from inside a movie theater on opening night. And it was just sort of a, 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 a patchwork of all the big scenes from the last Jedi. And, you would hear the scene and then the audience reaction to it. So we heard, you heard like Snoke's death, for example, and everyone in the crowd was like, Oh, people like absolutely blown away that this happened. Mm. And then it, you know, cut to the end. There's a bunch more, but you go to the end where you see uh, Kylo's like, what is going on? And he sticks the saber through Luke's chest and it cuts to Luke hovering over the rock and the crowd just loses it. Just loses it. In French, they say frisson. Yeah. Shivers. The shivers, oh, man. Way. Absolutely. Yep. So that is on my short list as well. But uh, I am I went with Luke and uh, Vader when Luke turns himself over in Return of the Jedi, when he turns himself into the Empire. And That's just that conversation scene. they have. As the years go, like, I used to not really pay any attention to that scene. But... That's, that scene is riveting now when Luke is just trying to talk sense into Vader right then and there. Remember, remember the, uh, the the couch test? You know, the, the, the caveat to the couch test mm-hmm. was always Return of the Jedi. I would fall asleep, but I would always wake up for that part of the movie. And it's always at that part of the movie when Luke turns himself over. I completely agree with you. It's an amazing scene. It's it's so good. It, I think it's I think the prequels help that scene because he's talking about Anakin Skywalker, my father, and it just takes you right back to that era. Before I think it was missing that context, but now that we have it, it makes that scene so 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 much better. Uh, soundtrack question question number four. We got a long way to go. I love it. What do you say on soundtrack, Carlos? Uh, well, what he, what he means is like favorite, uh, favorite track, right? So, or favorite um, theme yeah. or theme. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you got to give props to the thr- uh, throne room from, uh, from Tanta four, uh, the end of episode four. Uh, I really like that one. The master switch. I keep talking about that one and obviously duel of duel of the fates, but for me, the final duel, uh, encompasses all of what star Wars is for me. So you're getting, you're getting the um, the brass section, uh, and then you're getting the you're getting the strings, but then you also get vocals, which you, you never got before in Star Wars, and uh, it's just it's just perfect, and it really comes to like this precipice, you know, like this really the, the apex moment when uh, Luke is ter- is just destroying Vader's saber, um, and. Yeah, I think that's it, man. That 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 one for me is probably my favorite. But I mean, the master sh- the master switch, duel of the fates, and the throne room from uh, from Jedi. from Yavin. Yeah, for no, oh, for, so in, for a new hope, and a new hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to go wrong, is it? Uh, Corey, what do you got? Uh, talk about I don't know. Let's. It's going to be a toss up between Ray's theme because it's just, I love those violins and stuff, and Yoda's theme just because 
It's magic. Jeez, I think you, you stole my answer, man. That's that's exactly what I have. Race theme and Yoda's theme. I I love both of those like nothing else. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just so I don't know. Like I listened to Yoda's theme just before getting on air here, and I don't know, man. It's just uplifting. Like you just close your eyes and you can feel the force almost, man. Like. Yeah, that's the weed, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, man. It's good. It makes me whatever, feel good. man. <laughs> no, it's uh, there's something about the it's there's something magical about that uh, that theme that you know it's just it really hits home. Yeah, and, and race race themes like just mystery. That's what it kind of means. It's like it's something. In, yeah, it's, I like it. In, it's intriguing. It's like come this way, like you don't know the answer. Kind of like I don't know. Jedi Steps is a really good theme too, but uh, oh, yeah. Ray, Ray's yeah. theme is is freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, the the cut from the Last Jedi when when Finn says "Where's Ray?" and it cuts yeah. to that shot of Acto with Ray's theme right away. Yeah, that is that is incre- an incredible moment. Just that the way they built that moment is so so good. Yeah. Uh Star Wars. Oh, did I do mine? No, I just said Ray Ray and Yoda. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars podcast outside the Commonwealth community, Carlos. Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> Star Wars Commonwealth for life, yo. He's a loyalist, everybody. I don't listen to any other Star Wars podcasts. Well, there you go. Look at that. Uh, you like one of those old radio guys that you don't want to talk about the other guys by name. <laughs> I find that the weirdest thing in, in radio. The yeah. other station. Just yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah, we all know they exist, right? But uh, no, for me, it's not. It's not even a question of that. I just don't. Uh, I I have too much. I have too much on my plate. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally fair. There's only enough time in a day, and I, I like what we do, so I listen to what we do. Perfect. That's a that's a perfectly legit answer, Corey. What do you got? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same path there, but I do catch some every now and again. You know, like it's been a while, granted, but you know, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts by the fire and uh yeah i mean to mention Rebel a few, force radio you're a big fan of those guys yeah right no, was, uh, <laughs> mostly if if it wasn't our network it was either at the time the sand crawlers but now they're a part of our network thankfully Woo-woo! yeah uh unmistakably uh unmistakably star wars and then a lot of stuff from the making star wars uh network you know steel wars rogue one blue harvest can I uh, just uh, uh, jump in right now? I, I do uh, 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 follow Alex uh, Star Wars Explained on YouTube, uh, yeah, but it's not, it's not a podcast. So I, I, I do uh, get some star, uh, my Star Wars news more from YouTube than I do from podcasts. Uh, Alex, is he's a wizard, man. Yeah. yeah everybody great. should follow Alex from, from Star Wars Explained. Everybody. Yeah. He's got the title, man. Oh, he's, he's awesome. Um, what about you, Kyle? Well, I, I'm like I said, I, I'm fortunate in that I'm a graphic designer, so I'm at my computer Monday through Friday. So that's where I do all my podcast listening. I have a lot of time, so um, this is just part of the list of of the other podcasts outside of the Commonwealth that I listen to. So Corey, you mentioned USW. Um, you know, it's got that has Devin and Eve and Barb and a bunch of other hosts. Uh, Blast points, which I love. Uh, Force toast with Alice and Laura. Uh, Force center with with Ken and Joseph and Jennifer. Uh, Scavengers Horde with Rachel and Kirsty, and uh, well, least not last, but definitely not least is uh, Cloud Car Copilot with one Neil Lowry. 
that's another one you I like. What? I love listening to to Neil, and sometimes he's got a guest in there. So yeah, that's that is a snippet listen, of the list. I listened to Neil too, and I took for granted that he's a Knight of the Commonwealth. That's a loophole, baby. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, that's again. That is just and Corey, you mentioned MSW. It's it's because hard to it's hard not to listen to MSW because I know I'm going to hear something big and juicy. At the same time, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? True. But can I just go to the spirit of the question? Because it says Star Wars podcast outside the Commonwealth community. It didn't say Commonwealth Podcast Network. <laughs> True. So Neil's Neil's in my in my list. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I well, I think making Star yeah, Wars bigger juicy news. Yes. It's it's yeah it's it's hard to stay away sometimes. Uh, but yeah, like I would, you know, there is more on my list, but those are ones that I listen to regularly that uh, that I would recommend to anybody in a heartbeat for different reasons. Uh, question six: Star Wars collectible or memorabilia, Carlos? Uh, I have a lot of stuff that I really love, but uh, I'm gonna say it's my Lego Pulse X-wing uh, because of the sentimental attachment and uh, you know getting help from Matthew Salvatore getting the pieces that I needed that were missing. Uh, so uh, big up to that. And a special mention also to uh, Tim from the Nerd Room for the Smuggler's Bounty, Poe and X-Wing Funko Pop. Those are Money. my favorites. Yep. And thanks to Corey for the six-inch Black <laughs> Series Poe Dameron <laughs> from uh, The Force Awakens. Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you just forgot. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> What do you got, Corey? Um, uh, kind of the same thing there. Like, there's a few. Like, uh, everything's so special. Like, so many things. Like Carlos said. Like, oh, I love them, man. Like, like I don't want to get rid of a lot of things. Like, some things I'm kind of like on the fence. Where like I could get rid of that at this point, you know. But I'll say for nostalgia factor, my Skyhopper, my T16, love that thing. Uh, the Rancor, I've had that since like '86. Absolutely love that thing, even though it's beat up like mad. And my 40th anniversary R2, just because it was like my white whale for so long. It's like the epitome of hunting collectibles for me. Like, it, I was just a roller coaster ride to find that thing finally at retail. It was like, you know, like I had like offered some guy 80 bucks at one point. He said no. And it was just up and down until the point where I had resigned to not ever getting in, you know, like. And then finding it on the shelf to all, like falling on my knees, like, yeah, <laughs> victory. Yeah, no, that's, that's a big win. That is a big, big win. Um, mine is, I'm a broken record here, but it's my, my trivial pursuit board. Yeah. Just the uniqueness of that and how I went about acquiring it and, and just the long-term project of it all. That is easily my, my most favorite piece. But well, I, mean, I could acquire it too. It's, it's you won it at a con, like that's it's, that's a, it's an awesome story. So it's not like anybody could just acquire that board, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. there's a special thing behind it. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome. How high on your list is your AP five signed by Stephen Stanton rank, Kyle? It's like honestly, like I honestly, like I'm not throwing a shot at you there. No, no. Uh, well, again, it's it's sort of like that unfair sequel trilogy question versus the OT and prequels. I just got it. It, it needs way, It needs time to work its way into my heart, you know? And I love Stephen yeah. Stanton. It will no doubt be on my list at some point. Um, frozen, frozen heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, jeez. I'm dead inside, Carlos. You know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, my Carrie Fisher autograph. Um, That's got to be up there. It's got to be. It's it's up there as well. But really, it's the it's the Trivial Pursuit board. Uh, line in Star Wars. Who talks, make, first? Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? That's my favorite line. Are you, really? Who talks no. first? You talk first? <laughs> I talk first? Ah, here we go. It's a good yeah. one. It's a good one. That's my favorite line. It is a really, good one. Really, eh? Well, what yeah. am I? Use the force, Lou. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> what do you got, Corey? Uh, well, super cheese, you know, back, actually, that's the best thing about this. I remember we've kind of talked about this possibly in past podcasts. And I think I'd always come around to, I love you. I know just cause it was so perfect improv and all that. But now looking back at it again, like, I think I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to say every word of what you just said was wrong. The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. Yeah, that's that's balls right there. I got shivers. <sighs> yep, that's awesome. Uh, mine, this is totally a loophole, but it, it's a few lines that sort of mesh together to make a point about a, a, the, a big point about the saga as a whole. So Kenobi, way back in, in uh, A New Hope, says, your eyes can deceive you, don't trust them. And he also says in that at that same point or in that same area of the movie, there are alternatives to fighting. And then Yoda says, wars not make one great and luminous beings are we. All things that these guys have said and all four of those lines are directly applicable to Luke at the end of The Last Jedi. I know, it's amazing. It's, Isn't it amazing? So, blind. <laughs> so, so, oh God, it kills me. It kills me that... Like that sequence on the Falcon with Obi-Wan training with Luke for the brief, brief spell. It's, it's almost like a throwaway scene, a transition scene in the movie. But it's packed. Just your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Oh, thanks, Kenobi. Wouldn't Kylo have liked that advice back then? Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or there are alternatives to fighting. There's Luke applying something he's, he learned. It's just, it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. And yeah, so, you know, uh, I know it's a loophole. I took four different lines and kind of pushed them together to, in, in this big big point. But uh, there you go. Well, but what you did was you took your favorite lines and you created a narrative and it's perfect. Well, and, and another one stuffed in there is when Luke asks Kenobi, says, uh, he's talking about the force and he goes, so it controls your actions. Partially. Said, Partially. And which which feeds but into it also obeys your command. Yeah. Feeds into Ray a little bit, right? Where, oh, she didn't train. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe the force is controlling her actions, as Kenobi has already told us is possible. I'm just saying, this stuff's already in the text. Wah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Question eight: Imperial installation, Carlos. My scarif. <laughs> Corey? Yeah, I knew for sure Carl was going to say scarif, but uh, I'm going to classic old school and say uh, Death Star. Yeah, pretty good. I am I am saying scarif as well. Cool. Uh Number nine, movie that mentions or references Star Wars. 
Captain America Civil War. If you don't know it, I don't know what you're doing with your Boom. life. Corey? Uh, I think it's going to have to be a toss-up between E.T. Like, you know, this is the point where Elliot's, like, showing him all his toys, and he's like, like this is Snaggletooth, and this is Walrus Man. He shows him, like, ten of them. And he, you know, there's also the point where he's dressed up as Yoda walking around the streets. Or, no, no, he's dressed up with him, and he sees Yoda, and he's like, he sees him, and he's like, home, home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is totally sweet. And then there's also Back to the Future. He's like, my name is Darth Vader. Yeah, I come, I come from, from, the, from planet the planet Vulcan. Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Van Halen playing in the background. Yeah. That's yeah. That that those are great references. Uh, I'm I'm loopholing again. I'm I'm taking Kevin Smith's movies, Clerks, Mallrats, and Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, all with big time Star Wars references. Um, yeah, they actually make a huge joke about it in Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back because of the they don't want to get sued. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he, they really like bitch slap George Lucas, cockknocker. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Hamill. Like yeah. Mark Hamill got on board, and Carrie Fisher was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was in. Was she in that she one? Was, she was yep. a nun, right? Yep, she was a nun in that one. No, yeah, she was yeah. In, or or is that in Dogma? No, well, that was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm sure of it. I got to rewatch all of those. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the View Askewiverse. View Askew Universe. Yeah, they. Can I, think can, they, I can I give in a, a a nice little uh, special mention? Sure. It, it has to go to. Um, X-Men Apocalypse, when uh, they're leaving the theater for Return of the Jedi, and they're like, uh, ah, the third one's never as good as the second one. Ooh, a nice self-own there. Yeah. (laughs) All right, number 10. Favorite character other than Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Obi-Wan, and Vader? I'm surprised uh, Yoda wasn't on his list. Uh, So... What we do here at Tumbling Sabers, we always make the questions harder. So I, I, I eliminated Yoda from contention for me. And it still makes it um, Palpatine. <laughs> He's still, I think he has the most depth uh, throughout uh, the entire saga, as opposed to just one trilogy. And a special shout out to Ray, Qui-Gon, Mace, Windu, and Poe. And Krennic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, this these... We've gotten eight, what, ten movies, eight saga movies, a couple extra uh, standalones. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, is Corey still with us? Yep. All right. Who's uh, who's your favorite character outside of the big ones? Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the same, same thing as Carlos there, like low-hanging fruit and Yoda, even though he's the absolute best. R2 is almost kind of same, somewhat in the same boat as that. You know, like he should be included in that list. But they're at the top for me. Um, you know, if we're talking about only movies, like if it's that's the thing, like is it outside of movies at this point? Can we do animation? Sure. Or is it like solely oh if that's the case then I mean, well, first of all, Qui-Gon's up there too. He's a movie, but I mean I got Rex, Ezra Kanan, Ahsoka. It's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't I, I can't even choose a number one anymore. Like honestly, like if you had, you had to ask me today, I think uh, I've been on an Ezra kick. Blueberry Bid- Bridger can't get enough of that kid these days. 
Uh, I yeah, I'm going animated too. It's I have one name on my list. It's just it's Ahsoka. Period. Boom. Yeah. I, there's I'm not talking about anybody else. Uh, okay, into wardrobe or outfit, Carlos. Uh, I like. Uh, I mean, Dex's apron is a is really close second, but uh, I'd have to go with Krennic's uh, <laughs> outfit, his wardrobe, and a special shout out to uh, Dark Anakin. That's a cool. That is a cool outfit. Yep. What you got, Corey? Yeah, I'm actually kind of running the same page there. Like we're all about the capes. I had the Lando in Solo with the cape and you know piano tie kind of, and uh, also Dark Anakin from Revenge of the Sith. Like even Luke in Return of the Jedi too, the black look. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, that was that was cool seeing Luke take that uh, take that wardrobe choice. Uh, my favorite costume Padme's Padme's white from Attack of the Clones. Nice. Uh, and I love this. I love the Emperor's red guards. You yeah, know, they're just they're just. I think it's just like a perfect costume. Yeah, they're cool. It's intimidating. It's it's refined it's elegant but it's also you know it looks these guys like mandos are, almost yeah almost they, they, you, you get the sense that these guys can be really brutal um and also i'm, I'm gonna give a shout to obi-wan's clone wars costume where he wears like the shoulder pads the shoulder armor mm, yes nice. i love that outfit uh all right easter egg in star wars carlos uh I'm going to loophole it, and it's going to be like a future Easter egg. So it's going to be the Jedi Prime, the mosaic uh, uh, on Octu. Cool. Because we know that story's coming. So eventually, people are going to look back to it and say, oh, look. they It's a reverse Easter egg. That's kind of cool. What do you got, yeah, I hope you're. I hope you're right there, Carlos. Like, I've been banging on that drum for a long time. I'm all about that kind of stuff, so that's interesting that you're so confident that they'll they'll touch upon that at one point. But uh, I mean, I got to throw two out there because one was just so huge back in the day, and the other was just so awesome. Like it was one of those things that actually got spoiled to me prior to seeing the film, but at the same time, it enabled me to not only hear, I saw it as well. But let's say Chopper and Rogue One. And even my son, I told him about that the other day. I was like, Chopper's in the scene. Watch, pay attention. He didn't see him the first time, but he's like, I heard him. I heard him. And it was the same thing. Dave Donovan had told me the premiere night. He knew we were all seeing it together. We just finished dinner. He's like, he's like, do you want to know? As we're like, I was thinking we were driving like from the restaurant to the, the theater. It was like probably minus 50. And I'm like, yeah, tell me. And he's like, Chopper is in this movie. He's like, look at the top left-hand corner. As soon as you hear uh, some guy scream general and everybody's getting ready to go to Scarif and it enabled me to see him in the theater and I was absolutely shocked. So that was great. And um, I'm also going to say E.T. in The Phantom Menace just because I remember back in the day that was we thought it was the coolest thing. We had to like because the Internet wasn't necessarily like the way it is today. So and digitally, like we had to, you know, stop the film and freeze frame it and be like look 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 there they are you know <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a cool moment um ig88's dead body in empire strikes back that's I, I i love that little one uh the the ark of the covenant in an episode of clone wars yeah 
that's a cool one. Um, Thrawn's got the uh, the chalice there, the cup of grace. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, a couple of the ones you mentioned there as well, Corey. Those are cool ones. Indy's hat. Yeah, Rogue. I mean, the, Rogue, the ones from Rogue One are just are genius. Seeing the ghost, seeing Chopper, yeah. hearing oh. General Sindula. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, blooper or gaff? Can I say episode two? <laughs> you mean in its entirety? As a gaff? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, or uh, the way Obi Wan says, "Do coo." Like, why are you saying Dooku? Like, everybody calls him Count Dooku. Like, why do you have to make it weird? You made it weird, Ewan. <laughs> it's like Corey uh, doing it, Ravon. Yeah, I, bl- I blame George because he was too busy thinking about toys instead of actually directing the actors. Shots fired. Badoom. What do you got, Corey? Uh, I'm going to say it's kind of more of a gaff, but... If I'm not mistaken, I think back in the day we had played this trivia game that we're hopefully going to play again soon on our Sith Disturber <laughs> show. But there was something along the lines of they built the sets for uh, the, the Phantom Menace, right? In the city. And turns out Liam Neeson is just this Goliath giant. And they ended up having to spend something like 150000 or 175000 to revamped the set so you didn't have to duck under the archways and doorways <laughs> that's hilarious can't make him duck down now no no that's 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 a hardship he cannot endure yeah. well not only that I mean, maybe it does take away from the film you know what i mean like you don't want to see him like they're panning along and he's just like whoa <laughs> you know like you want to see him be like standing like super upright and qui gone yeah you, you wouldn't want him banging his head on the top of a door Upstate you ever see the one where you... troopers like that? Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, here's here's my favorite one. I don't know if I don't know how, if this is simply a continuity error or I don't know how you classify this, but Luke hanging upside down in the Wampa Cave. When you first get a glimpse of his feet frozen in the ice, his feet are stuck together. Mm-hmm. But then when you take a wider shot, his feet are spread wide apart. Well, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, that's always one I've that's one I've I've always gotten a kick out of since in the years that I've noticed it. That, that, I, maybe I should have talked about that one in my latest canon <laughs> canon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> you should where, have yeah. Where I lobbed all kinds of grenades at the OT. Too funny. Uh, alrighty, uh, we are now to question fourteen. Our favorite creature, Carlos. What, what do you got on creature? See, it's funny because I just sent you a picture of my notes. <laughs> you just mentioned it, and this is for Jeff. So, my favorite creature is a wampa because I like to say wampa. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes to say salsa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a wa- for me. My favorite creature is the wampa. Yep. Uh, yep. Corey. Uh, God, there's so many, but at this point, again, I think I'm going to have to go the uh, animation route and go with maybe one, the Bendu. And if oh, not, again, I don't know wa- if I can give you a creature on that one. Okay, then give me the Lothwolf. Fair. Lothwolves are cool. 
oh damn they're so goddamn cool so well, mysterious so oh like an enigma man like so powerful where do those crystal critters go yeah they're pretty cool too uh, the crate critter i am also with wampa like I, I just feel like they've gotten the most mileage over the years out of that creature and like good miles like whether it's toys or you know playing with the the uh special edition version of that creature hmm. i don't know it, i just feel like the the wampa is, is has been the most effective my I feel, ex-boss, I feel my youngest back has has had more exposure Dubac? what's that uh, Corey? i feel like a dewback has had more exposure yeah they're overdone i don't like the dewback i don't like the name dewback it's kind of insulting <laughs> uh, but uh, my my ex actually bought my um, my youngest son these like fuzzy socks slash slippers at uh, at a pharmacy uh, like a couple of years ago, and they were so big on him that when he pulled them up, that like it kind of looked like sheepskin on the outside, and I'm like, like what are those? What the hell are those? And uh, she's like, oh, I thought they were funny and they were cute and whatever. I'm like, Ryan, you have wampa legs. Nice. <laughs> and he loved that because of that, because I said that he loved his wampa legs and I always bring them up. Uh, but we don't have those anymore, but uh, it's just funny. Yeah. The wampa is pretty cool, man. I, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of the wampa. Uh, Rebel base. You have him four. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Corey, that, that sounded very. Dismissive. Well, no, I mean, it's like we get it in the OT, but then we get it again in uh, in Rogue One, and it just it adds like something really cool, like s- s- standing around that 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 console in that in that room, that cave. It's just there's something really really cool about it, and I like that it's a temple, and I like that it's like jungly on the outside. You know, I'm a hundred percent right there with you, man. I mean, frankly, it's for the most part, it's almost all we've got really but it, it's more been like a uh a long a long time home for them like you said like it's been in a couple of movies it's also been in rebels quite a lot and the fact that it's a temple makes it so cool and it has a bit of a history as well it's been in the comics so it's mysterious and you know it uh, relates to us in the sense that you know pyramids and temples are cool and i don't know i'm, I'm right there with you man it's it's a great hiding spot in the middle of a jungle so, yep. Uh, I I can't disagree with that, but I'm going with Echo Base. There, there's something about that base that that speaks to the uh, the Canadian in me. So mm. there you go. <laughs> yeah, I like the jacuzzi too. Jacuzzi's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a couple more here. Star Wars topic you like discussing. Uh, so, so my favorite, uh, discussion topic is how Ryan Johnson destroyed my childhood. Uh, absolutely. Wait, yeah. wait, no, no, it's just, no. Yeah, it's, I, I'm telling you, it's a lot of my live news feed on your news. Done. Yeah. yeah. He's done. He's out. He's out, man. Oh man. All right. In that case, uh, it's the Knives origins are out. of the force. <laughs> origins of the force. Yeah. That's uh, I, I love talking about the origins of force. I can always t- I could talk about that all day long, but mostly Ryan Jones. Well, I you know I thought we would have a lot more to talk about 
with him in, in the years to come. But it looks like, uh, according to Corey, that's that's not going to happen. He's done. Damn. Uh, Corey, what about you? What do you, what do you like discussing in Star Wars the most? I'm actually quite surprised with what Carlos just said there. The whole origins of the Force thing really, really intrigues me. The whole Jedi Prime thing, the whole Acto thing. I kind of wish we got a little more there, but maybe one day we will. You know, um, really big on that, and uh, also chosen one talk. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I. I like speculating really on, yeah. on anything. So like next week's episode is going to be great. So like we're, we're going to have a, a brand new episode nine trailer and a clone wars trailer and Mando footage. Just looking at that and, and extrapolating what we think any of it could be and trying to find where, where are they misleading us and, and what is going on here and who are these people? So yeah, next week's episode is going to be one of my favorites. Uh, all right, here we go. Question 17. Are we, we going to guarantee that it's like going to be a two and a half, three hour show next week? Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. You're not going to guarantee it's a, it. Okay. It's, a five, it's a five hour show. Come on. Yeah, sure. Uh, favorite movie from all theatrical releases? I'm assuming you mean Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, so it's Rogue One. I said it. It's done. It it's, moved. It moved past. Yeah, we'll check back in next week. Maybe the answer changes again, right? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Corey? Uh, I mean, I saw the... the well, does this count? Special edition? ESB? Empire Strikes Back? Sure. Because yeah, we saw that in theaters, but... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's between that and The Last Jedi. Like, it's... it's Holy cow. Yeah, it's getting there, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep with Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, same here. Same here. To this point, immovable. Hopefully, one day it will move. But uh, yeah, that to me is that's my go-to when I need. If I can only watch one Star Wars movie forever, as of today, April seventh, are we? I am choosing Empire Strikes Back. And then question eighteen: behind-the-scenes footage. What do you got, Carlos? So unapologetically, it's the photo shoot of Peter Mayhew in the Chewy costume grabbing Carrie's boob. <laughs> I, I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, there's, I, I just love that. Well, so the look on her face too, right? That, that's what sells it. That's to me is like, man, I wish I would have known her in her prime. Yeah, known. Sounds her. like she was an absolute riot. Laser. Known her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Corey? Uh, I'm gonna say the director and the Jedi. Wow. Yeah, that documentary is pretty mind blowing. So since you took that one, I will take uh, the beginning, which goes with uh, the is the documentary for the Phantom Menace. I like that one. It's really, really, really good. It starts off with George writing in pencil, episode one. Yep. Yeah, I love that one. That was awesome. Get to see how this guy, this this almost like George Lucas, this guy's like a mythical figure into himself, but he, he just, he works with a yellow pad of paper and a pencil. 
<laughs> it's so uh, low tech. It's just for the camera. And then uh, well, I've got this old one. It's it's from Star Wars to Jedi: The Making of a Saga, and it came out with at least as far as I know, it came out with the uh, the THX releases in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And it's also a really really good one. I, I think Mark Hamill narrates, but it's also a pretty revealing hour long of of behind the scenes footage. So if, if you can get your hands on that one. Maybe it's available on YouTube in its entirety. Who knows? But totally worth watching. Uh, and then, uh, Corey, I'll bring this one back to you. The bonus question. If you were an Imperial employee, what job would you like to do and where would you like to be stationed? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to be Leisure Activity Director on Scarif. What an ass. Yeah. Do you think that's even a job? I think they got to do something for the employees at one point. You know, they got to have a few days off and just to, to keep things healthy. All right, fair enough. What about you, Carlos? I was going to say lifeguard on Scarif, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to change it up and I'm going to be um, window washer on Scarif. Yeah, well, I I went with um, a radar tech. We know that's a job in Star Wars. I want to be a radar <laughs> tech on Scarif. Nice. <laughs> you know, like you know that big radar that Jin transmits the plans from. Yeah. I I just wish I could work on that thing every day. Like that that view. Sign me up, man, just to have that view at work. This is what I get paid to do. That's crazy stuff. But there we go. We've we've done it, lads. We've gone through Bradley's 19 questions. Holy cow. Beautiful. That was fun. That was fun. Let's see how, how everybody else does. I can't wait to hear everybody else's answers across the Commonwealth. Bradley, thank you very, very, very much. It is now your duty to jump into that group and hand the baton off to somebody else for the month of May. Okay, so now we get to talk with Mr. Jeff Fishback. He's got a question for us. And Jeff says, Okay, Oscar Isaac keeps telling us this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Obviously, we don't know how J.J. is going to wrap it all up. I would like to know, how would you wrap things up for Ray, Poe, Chewie, and General Hux? Where do you think they'll end up and or what will their futures be like? So, Carlos, shall we start with... Let's start with Ray. I guess we'll, we'll do it in order. I think we've lost Corey for the moment, but he'll be back. Let's okay. let's start with Ray. Uh, I want Ray to uh, find peace, to be at peace, and to be the ultimate Jedi and open up her own school. Do you think that... Kind of like Jack Black in School of Rock, where he's an imposter at first, but then he actually... Uh, Opens up his own school to teach the kids to play music. What a great analogy. Yeah, kind of like that. You know, when I started this podcast, I, I was going to have one rule that we don't talk about Jack Black. But, <laughs> but uh, that, that's, that's a pretty a, good analogy. That's how I feel about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ray's the one I have the most trouble with. Like I, we agree that she's she'll certainly live through episode nine, right? I think I hope so. Yeah. So uh, I I hope so, and I I believe so. I think it'd be crazy for her for them to kill her. 
But uh, I don't know. Like, I wonder if she, like she would remove herself, almost like in a way Luke did, but in a more responsible way, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, like could she grab Kylo? And we may have talked about this before, but like, just there's an opportunity for me to get out of here with Kylo. And we'll, if they're gonna, if a lot of the action takes place on or around Batu, which is like on the edge of the galaxy, um, maybe there's an opportunity for her to like to grab him and just get out of Dodge. You know what I mean? Like get into that other part of the galaxy, so that we can leave this part in peace. And you know, imagine. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, imagine like Ray and Kylo are on like the bridge of a ship, and they're fighting. And the glass is blown out, and they go into hyperdrive. <laughs> it is exactly what what happens in Rebels, but imagine uh, Ray makes that choice to say, "Like I'm, I'm going to remove all of this from the equation." Luke was right. Uh, the, you know, the Force will re- rebalance, and I'm going to do what needs to be done. I'm taking Kylo out, and they just get out of Dodge into the unknown. So that would be cool. I mean, it, it does a few things, right? Like it, it, it gets, it, it achieves that balance because nobody's left. Um, it leaves lots of room for us to speculate on future films. If, if those two leave and they're still drawing breath, if they're still alive, like we're going to talk about where they are. Um, in a way, if she takes him, it mirrors the force awakens where he took her. Exactly. And we know how star Wars likes to mirror itself. Um, and again, like I said, it, it kind of plays into Luke's frame of mind where he ne- he thought the Jedi needed to end, but maybe Ray picks up on that, but does it in a much healthier way, so to speak. I don't know if that makes any sense where she says like, uh, she thinks of herself as a Jedi and doing what needs to be done. And she's going to remove Kylo from the picture, but she can't quite bring herself to like cut his head off. But I don't know, like that, in that regard, it makes sense. But like, if if JJ is trying to give us a satisfying movie as a conclusion to the, this whole thing, like I imagine Ray has to be there at the end. Yeah, I would think so. So yeah, I guess yeah, she's there, she's alive, and we we are will be led to believe that she will she will carry the Jedi forward. Uh, let's. Let's jump into Poe. What's what's going to happen with Poe in episode 9? I'm hoping uh, at the end of 9, right? So how the movie ends, like his character arc ends. Yep. I'd like to I like I'd like to see him on the battlefield uh, take stock and all the losses it took for them to achieve their victory. And to not be so much the hot the hotshot pilot, and you know, really understand what it is to be a a, a field general, uh, and then eventually, you know, go off into the sunlight and stand around that big console in the cave, like General Dodonna, but with a better dentist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think the natural arc here is that he's left to assume leadership of what's left of the resistance. Whatever happens with Leia, whether she lives or dies in nine, I think the baton gets passed to 
whether it becomes General Dameron or Admiral or whatever. Or I, I guess the flip side He's is... He's a prince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prince. Like, or, or does J.J. kill him this time around? Because we know, we know that, that Oscar Isaac talked J.J.'s into like, no, nah, come on, I'm only doing this if I get a better part. So, okay, they, they've kept him around this long. So maybe now J.J.'s like, okay, look, there, there is nothing after this. I think it'll, I need to kill somebody. I'm J.J. Abrams. I kill people. And it's going to be you, Poe. <laughs> I kill people. I kill people. <laughs> he does. He, he has to. He can't help himself. Somebody, somebody's going to die in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Leia most likely is one of them. But, uh, yeah, like I'm on the same page there for Poe. Like there's one of two options for him, and it's either the sacrificial choice, which is the latter of what I want. And uh, you, want yeah, him? you want him to sacrifice? No. No, I would rather him become a leader. I'd rather him like by the end of it all kind of be – you know, like have come full circle and like Carlos has said, not be the brash hotshot guy and be the calm, cool, collected leader that, you know, can bring a government back together kind of maybe. Or like part of the solution anyway. So, yeah, you would hope that he's put the bravado behind him or or knows when to use it. That's part of his lesson in nine is that he's he's figured out or he's learned that yeah, it's not almost time to, you know, blow something up from the cockpit of an X-Wing. Like, he's he's got that uh, nuance now. So, yeah, I, 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 hope he, I, I hope everybody lives from the Resistance, quite frankly. But, yeah, I'm going to stay. Poe will live. Poe will see, see the end of Episode 9. Uh, what about Chewie? Corey, what do you got for Chewie? Chewie, uh, again, it's either the sacrificial route, possibly even maybe going down with the Falcon. I know it's sacrilege, but could possibly happen, man. Maybe him and Lando, one last hurrah. It's either that or maybe, I don't know. I can't see him. He's kind of buddied up with Ray, Finn. Uh, he could possibly become partners maybe with one of them, although I doubt it. Maybe he chooses to go home. Maybe he finally goes back to Kashyyyk with his family. That's where I'm at. That's I'd like that, actually. You know what? Now that you said that, I didn't even think of that. I was going to say something snarky, but I really, really like that. Like yeah, if, Han's they, if gone. they do like the whole Return of the King ending where we get to see where like we check in with everybody. Like, okay, so Rey is, we stop with Rey and she's on X planet and it's obvious that she's going to set up an academy here. Okay, we move on. Check in with Poe. He's with the fleet, and yes, he's been made. He's now Admiral Dameron, and he's in charge. And okay, with Finn, and he's maybe he finally retires with Rose or whatever. And we come come to Chewie, and Lando's got the Falcon back, and he drops him off on Kashyyyk. That's one way or another. I think Chewie is going back home. Just bringing that full circle with what it's what he said he wanted to do in Solo, right? If they once once they got paid from the coaxium heist, yeah, he was True. he was gonna go home. So I think they bring that around for Chewie. And they always kind of, even though it wasn't really ever said in the movies, I don't think, but they always attributed it to a life debt that he had owed Han. Yep. Yeah, but then Han kind of says, 
So Ray, too bad. Chewie likes you. So maybe Chewie and Ray, they're a good team in the Falcon. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we're all skeptical as to whether or not they're actually wrapping this up, right? So would they really want to split everybody up? Or do you want to keep a couple of them together? And just leave the, the impression that, yeah, there's more adventures to be had, but the story is told. Like a Merton Riggs side story with Ray and Chewie. <laughs> Subtitle, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> He's in the prime of his life. All right, and then uh, we got... Uh, Carlos, did you say your Chewie piece? Yeah, just uh, Chewie and Ray going off together like uh, Merton Riggs. All right, and let's finish up with General Hux. I want to see General Hux. You know what the problem with Star Wars is? Everybody dies. Eventually, so the, everybody dies in Star Wars. Well, yeah. No, but I mean, that's the way they get rid of characters. And uh, another franchise that seemingly always does that is The Walking Dead. But the one character that they didn't do that to is Negan. And he's in prison. And he's been in prison for years. So I want to see General Hux imprisoned as a prisoner of the brand new Republic. Interesting. My, I, I was so locked into what I thought would be Hux's demise. Like I, I, in my head, he's dead. He's, he's, he's obliterated. He's vaporized. This guy is... like The only question for me is is whether he goes down in flames like a raging madman or if or if he's given like he goes out like a coward running yeah. for his life begging for his life sniveling like almost like Costanza running from the fire pushing women <laughs> and children out of the way you know like that's the part i don't know which way will they let him go but you know if, if like there, if we have like that two-headed villain in Kylo and and Hux if Kylo's to die, and I'm pretty sure he is, if I had to guess, his death will be like, I think they'll they'll build it to a place where when he goes, we'll feel conflicted about it. But Kylo, uh, Hux's death will be one where we're like, yes! <laughs> that I, would... I couldn't agree with you there more, man, about Kylo, the Kylo thing. But what about but the also... Hux thing, since we're actually talking about Hux? Like, how do you... Yeah, also, also you... Hux, yeah, like... I, I feel that again it's one of two options either he goes down like like badly you know is but he, he's such a great like uh to me anyway he looks like a like a sniveling groveler that's how I want to see him at the end you know what I mean like on his hands and knees just begging kind of for mercy and him like Carlos said being imprisoned or something like that you know that that would be cool that would be cool to see him get thrown in jail and just have a mope and have all his toys taken away. And he just now gets to sit in this dark little room. (laughs) (laughs) That could be really interesting way of looking at it. Cause you don't, that's another thing that star Wars doesn't do is you don't really get to see the consequences for these criminals. No, they just, they just die. And which is, I guess in a, in itself a pretty dire consequence, but it's also a neat way to tie things up in a movie. What if it's a little messier where, there's a big fat shade of gray thrown in here where the guy gets tossed in in jail. That's that could be pretty interesting. Like they could do that with Kylo as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, I, he, I never thought of it for Kylo. I never thought that they would go that route. But considering the Negan analogy, yeah. It's it's but, it's quite possible. It's tough though, because he has the he's the force, you know, it could probably pick locks or like I keep know. looking to that the ending of Avatar, the cartoon, the air, last airbender, and how yes. how the Avatar Aang in his final in the final epic battle against the Fire Nation Lord, he depowered him. He basically took his his firebending power away, which easily carries over to Star Wars where imagine Ray cuts Kylo off from the force. She recognized how Luke had cut himself off, but what if she's figured out a way to cut Kylo off? So Yeah, Kylo's that would mean a- like a balance of both dark and light and Or what if the the only way she could do it is if she does it to herself too? Yes, I like that too. Like that's a good ending. Like I didn't get my 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 thing on right here, but that's great what you guys just said there just blew my mind kind of man. Like it's, it, to me, it's got to be something crazy like that where, you know, these two are the keys. Like, uh, we've always been pretty adamant on that. Like, the two the really representing the light and the dark. So, it could be that ending the Force, kind of taking their powers away, which would be pretty cool for me. Or Rey becoming a beacon of hope and this Jedi Master for future generations, which is the happy ending I think everybody's looking for. But there's this, also this thing... Uh, I don't know if you guys ever remember this series. It was written by a child. Like this kid was like 13 or 14, Christopher Pellini. He did this series called Aragorn. And uh, yeah, was, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen or read it. I read the whole series, man. I remember I read, I read the last book while my son was being born, man. Like my wife was in labor. I had the books, the last book with me, you know. Hold and, it, hold uh, it. I wonder if this is a page turner. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of was. <laughs> and it was the, the conclusion and, you know, it was quite a while ago now, but uh, it kind of ends on the note where this guy, he he does the right thing. Everything is right in the end. Everybody's saved. But at the same time, he is in a place where he can't, like, he can't make contact with anyone. He's been, he's alive, but he's excluded. You know, he's on his own, in his own realm, kind of, where he, he can train and all that stuff and become more powerful if he wants to, but... It's like he's been almost banished, but something like that, like where the like these two, something happens between them where it's it's completely cataclysmic and epic, and I think that's like a really cool route to go down, man. It's an interesting one. It it and it does well. Like if Ray depowers both of them, if she kind of just closes the lights on the whole thing and just says, "All right, we're now we're both down for the count." It's there's no more force for either of us. Like, yeah, I'd love to see, like, like you call it. Like, I always, I wanted to talk about this last week, but we just didn't go there. But uh, the whole Avatar thing, like, I, I've been kind of binging that recently, and it's so cool. Like, the it's Dave Filoni, right? But I can also, I can just see the similarities in well, storytelling. Uh, Dave Filoni was only part of it for one season. Well. I've only watched the first season. Yeah, he only he directed a handful of episodes, but that's really it. I don't know if he had any involvement after, but yeah, he was he was. I think he got plucked out at that uh, some point in season one to go work on Clone Wars. If I had anyhow, like I like thinking of Ray possibly as like that Avatar, possibly 
maybe like a chosen one incarnate or like this line of skywalkers like these these force users that are the epitome of the the end game kind of like the dark and the light you know like i i, I would really like to hear or feel that for Ray, like get acknowledgement of something like that. There, like, because everyone's like, "Oh, she, like you said, she didn't train." Where, like, no, like she's just that powerful. Or the chose the the force has, has is rising up within her. It's controlling her actions, as we talked about. Um, I would, I think, I, I, I would hate to. We're coming back around to Ray, I suppose, but I would, I would hate to see her have to give up what makes her special or part of what makes her special. Or maybe it makes her more special. I don't know that that she would actually give that up. But I I I, I think it would be more satisfying, and maybe it's it's just an easier layup. But I I hope at the end that she is still fully force powered, and it's clear that she is going forward to uh, to carry the Jedi mantle. And then whatever she's done with Kylo, whether she's depowered him or whatever else, you know. It, there's, there's lots of interesting ways to go, but anyway, we're we're on Hux here. But we we all we're all can actually no, Carlos, yeah. you, you tabled the idea of imprisonment. Yeah, groveling, sniveling. And I I thought for sure he'd be dead, but now I'm not so sure. Wow, cool. Now he ends up with Ray. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God, there's a left turn. Oh boy. Uh, all right. So th- that's it. I think that's, that's it. I wonder if this will be Jeff's newest series of questioning where next week we get four more characters. Where, where do they end up? The door's open, Jeff. All right. So now we've got Rick. Rick's sending in a voicemail. Let's check that out. Hey, tumbling saberers. It's Rick. I just have a quick question for you guys. I'm figuring it's kind of a slow news week and I have a question for the show my question is this if you were frozen in carbonite for a year like han solo was what face would you want to see first as the carbonite melts away keep it clean my son says billy d because he's cool as ice all right guys i will have a report from celebration later this week May the force be with you. Cheers. And there goes Rick. Rick in Chicago. Rick in Chicago. Oh my God. Rick's gonna be at at, at celebration this week. He's gonna send us some updates. He, you know what he said? He said he was gonna take pictures of himself at celebration, but not showing us what he's looking at. So we'll see him being happy, but not <laughs> actually what he's looking at. That's low. That's real low. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it anyway, Rick. We'll take what we can get from Celebration. All right, so guys, uh, if if you're... Fr- I th- we'll make the assumption that you don't have hibernation sickness for this. So you come out of hibernation or the, the carbonite and you can see. So Corey, who would you want to see? Whose face would you want to see first? Now, we're talking about the Star Wars universe, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, I think they got a pretty bang on there with... I would really like to see my lover... I think that would be really cool, you know, taking that risk and being like so vulnerable and them, you know, coming for you. It's a pretty, you know, it's pretty, pretty sweet. You know, you know, that person cares about you. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, 
the, maybe they don't care about you so much after they get like year long morning breath. Halitosis. Put back in. Get this guy a Mentos. What about Boba Fett? How weird would that have been if Boba Fett came around, backstabbed Jabba, like, like, why are you doing this? Because I love you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but like, he'd be like, I don't know, the money's good or whatever it is. Like, there could have been some kind of deep connection if they really wanted to play on Boba Fett there. Like, they could have gone down that route. He gets him out and you find out he's just, once he, it's like, it's a great demasking. You know, we never got to Boba Fett demasking in the movies. Yeah, well, now we don't need it. No, we, we've seen him in the Clone Wars and stuff, but uh, we kind of still needed it. I mean, if he ever comes around in film again, TV or otherwise, there's going to be an unmasking. <laughs> oh, oh, you wait. There will be. Uh, so, Corey, you're saying you're sticking with uh, your, your, your lava? My lava. What about you, Carlos? Uh, I was going to say Kira. She's in a Star Wars movie. That counts. Yep. yep. That's uh, if, if, if I was in Carbonite and I had to be woken up, it would be, it would, uh, I'd want to be woken up by Kira, whether she's my lover or not. She will be in a few minutes. <laughs> what, 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 imagine that happening in Return of the Jedi. Kira and Leia show up at the same time. Oh, my God. Ladies, ladies. I'm all clammy. Give me a minute. Oh. Yeah. It's like then Lando's like Lando's here. Yeah. It's like now it's game over. Uh I'm going with Yeah, I, I gotta go with uh I'd love I I, I... <laughs> There's, I'm looking at a bunch of names here on my list. And I'm like, what? Who would? You want it to be somebody you trust. You're, you've been in that thing for a year. You're super vulnerable. All right. So whether you go with with Leia or Luke or Chewie, you're just happy as hell to get out of there. Uh, so I'm gonna stick with my boy. I think if if I came out of there with Chewie, like I'm, I feel bulletproof at that point. Chewie Lando, like Chewie's getting me the hell out of there. What about Lobot? Lobot would have been pretty cool. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't speak. He, that's it. He'd just be like, shh. Say something like, to me. I've been stuck in this thing for a year. Tell me something. Say my mind to your mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> not Lobot. Not not that guy. Uh, Chewy. Chewy for sure. That guy, he's going to get me out of there in one piece. No, no doubt. And he's going to get me tossed into a, an, into a shower. Then I can deal with seeing... Leia or Kira or whoever else. Imagine if it was Lando. Like, what would Han's reaction have been if, if you know, the the first voice he hears coming out of that that carbonite is, uh, "Hey, old buddy, you look like you've been taking a bath with Lady Proxima." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. What have we here? Like, seriously, like one of the last faces. Uh, Han sees going into the carbonite is Lando. Like, what would his reaction be if it was the first voice he heard or f- first face he saw coming out? 
Like, you'd probably think, oh, God, I'm not out of trouble. What's next? Yeah. Like, don't worry. Well, maybe not. Depends. If he, it depends if Lando's clear enough. I'm like, I'm getting, out of you, getting you out of here, old buddy. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can possibly trust Lando at that at that particular moment. Rick, you were right. It was definitely a, snow, a slow news week, but thank you for the voicemail, and thank you in advance for the updates from Celebration. All right, and finally, we will round up the show here with the rural farm boy. He's got some feedback on our chat from last week about have we seen our favorite Star Wars film. So let's hear what he has to say. I'll do, Kyle, Carlos, and Corey. This here's Anthony. You know me better in that Twitterverse as rural farm boy. Just listened to your, well, earlier this week, I listened to your episode 169. And after the news got done, Kyle went and threw out a pretty interesting question to kick around. And that their question was, do you think you've seen your favorite Star Wars story? I call them stories. They're all stories to me. You said films. You think you've seen your favorite Star Wars film? And then he went and kicked it out to listeners. Want to know what you think? So here's just my own thoughts to me on that there question you asked. Do I think I seen my favorite Star Wars story? And my answer's, yeah, I did. Went and took this past Friday off of work on a vacation day, just because. Got up and listened to a couple shows for breakfast. And now I felt just the urge to go and want to sit down and watch because it's been a spell since I did. So I put on Phantom Menace and then, well, went and did episode two right after that, Attack of the Clones. So to me, that with their last story I watched, yeah, that one's my favorite till I sit down again and watch Whatever which one I watch next. I don't go and rank like some folks does. It's kind of like if you got kids. And I do. I have three girls. And, well, somebody asks, which is your favorite? (laughs) Can't go and do that. Well, I can't go and do that with Star Wars stories. I love them all the same. So whichever most current one that I'm watching, that's my favorite. Then Kyle went and asked, if a new story come along, could it find its place above others? Well, this most previous, or most recent, I should say, was Last Jedi. And yeah, it finds its place in and amongst the list of, where are we at now? 11 stories? And I do count that 2008 Clone Wars, it's a story, and it was told. Maybe some folks don't like it, but, well, I do. I'm not the storyteller. I'm the story listener. So that there's my thoughts that you asked for, and I'm looking forward to episode 170, and I'm telling you this here now we're six days away from star wars celebration and no 
I ain't going either, fellas. I'll be along for that live stream. And looking forward to your episode 170. So till then, may the force be with all of you. See you on the radio. Thank you, Anthony, a.k.a. the rural, I can't say that word, rural farm boy. <laughs> I, I like his take. I, I you know, the, I think the further along this this lifelong journey with Star Wars that we're kind of all on, like the more I swing with what he's saying, like, just I'm just going to get on board and go where the story takes me. doesn't mean I'm going to love every moment of it, but that's, uh, it, the story is not hours to tell i i just line up and and take in the next chapter and i know that we you know we rank and re-rank these movies all the time and i i play ball i go along with it but the truth is like i don't really like doing it because like i I can call up my top three pretty easily but the list rest of the list is so fluid it's it's not even worth ranking like the it's, it's all one story to me and, you know, like, when was the last time you read a book and then, like, ranked the chapters of a book? Like, I bet probably never. And I, I know movies are inherently different in, in how we consume and dissect them. But still, like, it's it's one large narrative. So I, the more we go, like, the more I'm just willing to, to kind of get on board and... Go with the flow and, and watch where the let let the storytellers tell the story. I don't know if you guys took have anything else to add. No, I'm nope. done with that. Good. Well, there you go, Rural Farm Boy. Thank you for the input, my friend. <clears throat> and and that's gonna be the end of the podcast for this week. The final one before the floodgates open. Get your space snorkels, guys. It's gonna be a crazy couple <laughs> weeks coming up. Uh, so thank you, Bradley, Jeff, Rick, and Anthony. This episode uh, would have been really, really, really short without your input this week. So uh, my my appreciation for that. If anybody else out there wants to take part in this podcast, uh, just send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com and we'll work them into a future episode. And if you like this podcast, there are a variety of ways in which you can help us grow. And, and one is to, as we mentioned before, please please consider becoming a powerful friend on Patreon from just two bucks a month. Uh, we've got another episode dropping later this week where we talk about, we're going to talk about our last minute predictions for celebration and uh, what's going to come with the episode nine trailer. So be on the lookout for that. That will be hitting the Patreon feed late this week. Actually, it'll hit Friday, late Thursday, early Friday. So you can check that out and get primed for what we get on Friday, early day. Uh, so there you go. You can do that. Uh, you can leave us a quick review. You know, that that helps get uh, our, our name in front of people's eyes. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. And uh, lastly, share this podcast with your friends. If you've got uh, f- like Star Wars loving friends on social media or in person, tell them about us. Let them know that you like what we do and maybe they'll like what we do as well. And so, you know, people like, people like uh, recommendations from their friends. So, do that for us and we'd be forever appreciative. And a shout out to Rob Wade for endorsing this episode and all episodes of Tumbling Saber as part of the E14 endorse program, which you can learn more about at emotionally14.com. And 
Don't forget about the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. They're going to blow the doors off the podcast world in the couple, in the weeks to come with Celebration content. So be sure to check out all the podcasts from Celebration at StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And you can find them on iTunes as a podcast provider. And guys, with all that out of the way at long last, Carlos, where can you be found on social media? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Music. You can find me, search for me on Facebook, Carlos Candido. And lastly, you could uh, join my Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates, where every month I release music. And um, I've done a couple of different versions of songs. And you'll probably be hearing, like you did last week, uh, a, an extension to the, uh, the regular outro song for this podcast. Uh, so you could check that out at Cardos Creates on Patreon uh, for as little as three bucks a month. You won't regret it. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Go right ahead. You have our permission. Do it. Uh, Corey. Well, guys, everybody can reach me at Chop Rules with a Z on Twitter. And uh, you should definitely join us in our closed Facebook group. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. There's a lot going on there. Kyle will tell you more. Well, there's not much more to tell. It's a closed Facebook group. We talk Star Wars all day long. Uh, it's it's a it's a great little safe place to talk about Star Wars, where there's 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 no drama from from the old Twitter sphere. It's a great tight knit group with with a lot of people who chime in multiple times a day. So come join us there if you are so inclined. And uh, for my for myself, you can find me in that Facebook group as well as on Twitter and on Instagram at Tumbling Saber. And uh, glad to connect with you there and talk about Star Wars and all kinds of nerd stuff. So that's it for another week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode 170 of the podcast. Again, celebrations coming this week. It's going to be so much fun, and I can't wait to see what's coming here. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in the fallout next week from Celebration. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.